This week, we discuss what happened to Suburban Rhythm, and we learn why Ed and Scott quit. Stay tuned. Welcome to On the Upbeat. I'm Matt. Hey, I'm RJ Phoenix, and this is your favorite Scott podcast. It's not. It's it's not a quiz. It's not up for debate. It is. On the Upbeat is your favorite Scott if, podcast. Just admit it to yourself, and you'll feel so much better about the rest of your day. Yes, and then tell your friends, and then have them tell their friends, and then we'll be bigger and, than... And I know Grandma doesn't understand what a podcast is, but tell <laughs> Grandma. She just wants to hear from you. You all don't call your grandmas enough, and if but I mean I guess if you're like me, uh, and old, uh, your grandparents are probably passed on in this life. So yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, the closest thing I have to a grandma is my uh, wife's grandma, um, and she's Patsy is hilarious. I love that woman. Ah, uh, all right. So enough talk about grandmas and death. Uh, let's introduce our <laughs> guest this week uh, from the band Do It with Malice. We have Tommy. Uh, Dominic and Chris, hello. Hello. Hey. All right, make sure the entire episode you all talk over each other because that's going to make for great. <laughs> Not so much over each other, but in unison, please. Yes, in all un- answers, the three of you talking together. Yes. We practice this. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I was thinking about this today, and you know, when uh, back in the day, probably even like literally a year ago, we would send um, the guest questions beforehand. I would say for certain for the last like at least six months, I have failed at doing that every single week. And well, I mean, me and Gary didn't do that at all when you let us take over for the summer for a month and the show didn't go off the rails too much. So true, true. I expend that energy. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's maybe that's where I picked it up from. I was just like, who need they don't need the no questions. It's, it's not like I'm going this isn't like some hardball like. Yeah, we're not going to ask anything like out of line or like, well, we hear you're from Buffalo. So here's some Buffalo specific questions that'll really just anger you. We're not going to do that. No, no. I'd be okay with that. I think you should. Oh, shit. All right. So who actually invented the Buffalo wing? Let's hear it. Oh, wow. Ooh. <laughs> Wait, you didn't think I had that ready to go? Come on. <laughs> Wait, so they didn't. I, I thought I would get where's the best wings in Buffalo. No, uh, I, I know there's a contentious debate over the invention of the buffalo wing. Isn't wow? I di- I did not know that. I feel like there's probably some contentious because I know there's one like an argument over pizza. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, what else was? If oh, the French dip. French dip and French fries. I think there's even a debate over. But like, um, yeah, who knows? But uh, gentlemen, how was? Your weekend, how are things going for you? Uh, did anyone do anything exciting, uh, especially if it's ska-related uh, this past weekend? Anyone do anything fun? So selfishly, I will say that I learned uh, you know, some new songs for some, some upcoming shows they're going to be doing. Ooh. I say selfishly because I'm trying to keep this as, you know, do it with Malice specific as I can, maybe. <laughs> um, you know, right. just trying to stay up to date on what's been coming out. I'm excited to, you know, be on the loop with you all to uh, discuss some of that. So, awesome! Uh, exciting. So, wait, are 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 you keeping it on the DL? What songs you learned because you're cheating on "Do It with Malice"? Is that is that what's happening? You're in some other band? 
No, this is for our upcoming shows. Oh. Uh, putting some new stuff in. Maybe. Maybe oh, putting some new stuff in. I get in. it. I so you're not saying the songs because yeah. you don't want to spoil upcoming right. shows. Got it. Uh, do we do we have to say spoiler alert for shows now? Like, if you leak the set list? <laughs> is that a thing? But, uh, Thomas, anything for you? Did you any, do anything exciting this weekend? Yeah, so, actually... Uh, We've been working on a, a couple of tracks uh, that I think we're not exactly sure the the, the format that we're going to release it on, but uh, I, I worked on tracking some of the uh, saxophone for those, so uh, that's really exciting. It's good to be back at it. Awesome. Chris, how's life? How are things going for you? Life's good. Uh, I don't really do anything exciting on the weekends at all, oh. but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess I kind of worked on some Duel with Mel stuff, too, but I feel like that's uh, not that interesting. Um, I disagree, to... sir. That's very oh, interesting. Okay. Well, that's your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> and opinions are like noses. They all smell. That's fair. <laughs> I, where did I, I heard that at some place some place where there were like mixed company so like there were kids in the room so someone said it that way rather than the other way though my kid did ask me what what is because they alluded to it while they were talking they're like what's the other way of saying that and i said uh everyone has a butthole and it smells like opinions like <laughs> and they're like oh and it's one of those things where like they didn't want to know you yeah. know <laughs> Like one time, hidden information for a reason. Yeah, for one time years ago, um, for those that don't know, uh, I have foster kids, so this was actually a different group of kids that are living in our house now. But this kid um, asked, we were watching some show, some like you know regular sitcom, and they were like, uh, they in the show they referred to Viagra as a the blue pill. Obviously, I think also for legal reasons, they refer to it that way. But they refer to the blue pill, and we all knew what they meant, but the kids didn't. And so the kid that's like 13 goes, well, what, what are they referring to? What is it? And I'm very blunt. I will turn to them and say, it's a pill you take to help you have an erection for sex. And they just like, you could see the, the moment I said erection, you could see... The embarrassment. The embarrassment, like, yeah. what? I do not want to be talking. I'm like, well, you asked, and <laughs> uh, good times, good times. RJ, anything <laughs> exciting for you? Did you do anything cool this weekend? Well, yeah. Um, so it's been it's been a while since we talked, and so we didn't talk last weekend, uh, uh, about last weekend. So it was just the most recent weekend. I had the HVACery done in my house. I went to a haunted Masonic Lodge. Uh, I ate some pupusas. Uh, after that, because they served us drinks at said Haunted Masonic Lodge, and we needed some food before we left the area we were in. Uh, and then on the way home, we stopped at Philippe's, one of the places where they originated the French dip, supposedly. Supposedly. Oh. Uh, not the other one. It's like two blocks away. And it's at two different places. <laughs> they both are vying for who invented the French dip. Uh, and then later that night, I went to a place called Salsa and Beer, uh, but I just drank a soda and ate some flautas, no salsa or beer. And then I tried Starry, the new drink from Pepsi, and it's 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 Seven Up, man. It's just fucking Seven Up. <laughs> like, and people will be like, "Well, no, because it's from Pepsi, so it's just rebranded Sierra Mist." I'm like, "No, no, that's bullshit, man." Because Sierra Mist tasted like Sprite, Starry tastes like Seven Up, 
Trust me. And then some people will bring up Slice. And it's like, no, Slice, nobody drank plain Slice. Everyone drank like orange Slice, strawberry Slice. Slice is like crush, you know? It's like, so don't even give me that. Like, uh, anyway, so, and actually that all happened within like the last few days. So I wouldn't even have any of these stories if I talked to you last week. <laughs> I had that like a, a one real boring weekend and then just like the most jam-packed. Oh, yeah. And then we watched AEW and Eight Pete's on Sunday. So it was a full weekend. Full weekend. Yeah. Uh, by the way, isn't wasn't uh, Crystal Pepsi? Wasn't that pretty much just like their Seven Up Sprite? Wasn't that back in the day? No, no, no. It didn't even taste like that. It tasted a horrible. Um, and then they tried to reformulate it. It tasted more like a Fresca, but no one liked that. People liked that less. So when they brought it back, they brought back the horrible taste of one. It was supposed to still taste like a cola, but you can't do the cola flavoring without the caramel, and the caramel has the coloring. So, yeah, it was just... Nice was try. Fun. Yeah, exactly, Thomas. <laughs> Did, does anyone remember that old school um, SNL skit where they... Oh, yeah, crystal clear gravy. Hell crystal yeah. Crystal clear gravy. <laughs> what? Um, yeah, I thought that was uh, hilarious. Sorry. It was shot almost exactly like the original Crystal Clear Pepsi commercial, only with like gravy being poured over everything, and it was just like <laughs> this, like clear silicon. It was hilarious, though. Yeah, yeah, it's classic. Right. Uh, I went to the ska show this weekend. Uh, there was a ska show this weekend. There, and I didn't go. Yeah, well, that yeah. that looked awesome. <laughs> I was seeing some of the pictures you were, you were posting on the story. Great. Yeah, it was. Um, a lot of bands. I mean, there were bands that I didn't even get video of because I would get caught up talking to people and stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, there was a bunch of bands. I'd say, I think, like, 15. The headliner was um, uh, Mad Caddies, and uh, that was a good time. And uh, hanging out with everyone and, uh, you know, meeting people that listened to the show and uh, coming up and talking and, you know, just reminiscing about... I actually ran into a fan. I believe his name was Joe. I hope I'm remembering it correctly. And we discovered like we were at a same show back in the day, like back in like 97 or 98. We couldn't remember what year it was, either one of us, because uh, we're old. And so, uh, so yeah, just meeting fans, watching bands, and uh, hanging out. It was a good time. And uh, yeah. All right. So, enough with the chit chat. We're gonna uh, okay. I was like, I, Matt's <laughs> gotta have more stories. Matt's cutting it off. All right, cool, cool, cool. Let's move on. I, I wasted all my time with Crystal Pepsi. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So here we go. Let's jump into some ska news. Yes, Ska News, where we tell you about the latest releases and uh, cool things happening around the Ska world. All right, first up, we have uh, from We Are The Union, I guess, well, this is news because the vinyl pressing of this record is uh, new. But Repress. uh, Yeah, repress. So on March 3rd, Bad Time Records announced that they... Uh, for the fifth anniversary of We Are the Union's self-care album that came out in 2018, uh, that they would re-release um, three different color variants uh, on vinyl. I believe there's four. 
Now there's three. Two there's o- two exclusive to the their retail. One to Bandcamp. One to uh, small record stores. Oh, I didn't know about the one to yeah. record stores. Mm-hmm. I I'd only seen them talk about three. Okay, well four. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure what color variant that one looks like. I haven't seen. I it believe right. it's just blue. Okay. All right, so uh, we'll put links to all that. I'll, I'll find it, and I will uh, link to all that in the show notes. And uh, so, yeah, so um, these will go fast. I think even the Bandcamp one will go. I got it right there. Wait, you already have it? Yeah. How did you... I ordered it? I ordered it on Friday as soon as it went on sale, like at like midnight. <laughs> it's, <laughs> well, it must it's... be nice to live in California. Yeah, because it's only I'm 9 p.m. On yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. And I live so close, too. So it's already at your house. Wow, that was, uh, wow. That's uh, Yeah, I didn't expect it, because they also said they would probably start shipping at the beginning of April. Yeah. So I think uh, maybe just like the Friday ones that they got ordered, they threw in the mail just because they're on tour now. Yeah, they've so, so, yeah. so yeah. But anyway, so you can go to... Uh, badtimerecords.com you can get the two variants there and yes there is a variant for um the uh we are the union's Bandcamp page so if you go there you can get one variant i thought in case you hadn't heard uh this album for me like this album sort of like is definitely one of those albums that re kind of really was hooking me back into the ska scene a lot uh i basically learned about it because vince walker from suburban legends plays trumpet on a good number of the songs on this and Vince had mentioned online. So I, I followed through and checked out this album and is definitely one of my favorites. So uh, we're going to listen to a clip of a song called fake world from self care by we are the union. Such a good record, such a good song, and uh, so act fast if you want one of those vinyls, because I'm pretty sure they will sell out before you know it. In fact, by the time this hits uh, hits the podcast feed, the the uh, Bandcamp one might already be sold out. We'll see. Oh, probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, RJ, you got some ska news. Yeah, uh, from our friends in the band Simple Minded Symphony, as well as our friends over at Scott Punk International Records, comes a brand new single from them. The name of the song is called Over It, and uh, let's take a listen. friends 
Good song. Good song. Ah, oh, heck yeah. I, I love those kids. And I unfortunately didn't get to see them last time they came through. Uh, but they, they are always a fun band to listen to. Uh, also uh, re- released recently uh, from the band Last Real Hero. They have a brand new single called I Ain't Living Long Like This. Uh, this band is going to be on the road in the Southwest from March 10th to the 18th. So if you're in that general area, please look at their socials and uh, find a date near you. And like I said, here's the name of the song. I ain't living long like this. Well, it's for trouble and I found it fun. Straight down the barrel of a long man's gun. I try to run, but I don't think I can. You make a move and you're a dead man friend. song yeah it is heck yeah it is so hey that's uh does, matt do you got any more sky news um no well oh not real news well but yeah, just to t- sort spit of it out buddy just sort of backtrack back to about uh um simple-minded symphony they are actually on tour right now as well they're making their way to spi fest down in austin texas so Check their social media for like dates and stuff. In fact, uh, tonight where I live, they're playing twenty minutes away. So we'll see if I make it there. And we'll Ooh, see, we'll all see. right, everybody, the show. <laughs> Matt's gotta leave. I guess. Sorry, gotta go. Listen. Click. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, they're on tour, so check them out. Um, obviously, and also I, you know, this is, I guess, this is personal. I just want to remind people, uh, Amy Gabba and the Almost Famous. They have a Kickstarter. Uh, go check out Amy Gamma, Amy Gabba and the Almost Famous. Check out their Kickstarter, and because uh, uh, it's over at the end of the month, and we want to make sure they they get funded. All right, so um, that's it for Ska News. Also, uh, stupid me, I should have before I said that's it with Ska News. I should have reminded you. Hey, did you know on the Upbeat has merch? Well, it's true. We do. We have merch. We have shirts. Uh, hoodies, uh, coffee mug, if drinking coffee. I mean, I guess technically you can put anything in it. Yeah, um, Lysol. <laughs> Ly- I don't, why would you drink Lysol? Did you say, I didn't say it's drinking it. Oh, you Input said, lawyer did- disclaimer here. Do not drink. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can just put it in it. That's it. Uh, that seems like a weird place to put it though. Um, anyway, so yeah, we do have merch. That's another way to support the podcast. And uh, tell every, you know, you get to tell everyone that you love the show and all that stuff. All right. So let's get to chatting uh, with Do It With Malice. Um, I got to say, I think they're my favorite band from uh, Buffalo, New York. My favorite ska band from Buffalo, New York. Whoa. I I know there's a couple, but you're my favorite. (laughs) We appreciate you always supporting us, RJ. (laughs) All these years. (laughs) <laughs> I know it's been a while. It's been a while. Been a while. Um, so the first time I think I came across your music might have been 2012, 2011, maybe. 
I can't even. It had to be 2011 because we put uh, out the record in 2012, didn't we? Yeah, and I believe the first time we talked, like we went on 23 minutes, like uh, on the eve of like our first real tour, I think. Oh wow! Or I guess only real tour, really. <laughs> but um, <laughs> you know, and so yeah, I've I've known these cats for a while. It was just online wise because we live as far away from each other as possible yeah. uh, but uh, i i found i found their albums on Bandcamp, and i just uh I, I put one in an episode of 23 minutes of ska and i you were one of those bands that like right away was just like yo who are you what's going on thanks for sharing our song and like i'm not that many bands actually did that and so we developed a rapport and then when i tried to do a record label i was like I got to get do it with malice. I got to get them to be on this. And you guys put turned in two fantastic songs. I still love that seven inch and any of my metal friends. I just, I hand them a copy. I'm just like, check this shit out. You're going to love it. Oh <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. a, a pretty awesome compliment. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I will say, I've known so many bands that are like, we're a band that's trying to make metal and sky. We're trying to fuse them together. And for me, it has never worked until Do It With Malice. I don't know why. Like, like uh, this is the band. This is the guys who fucking cracked the code for my stupid brain. But they did. And uh, yeah, no. So I, I thank you for that, showing opening up kind of a new world of uh, music for me at the same time. You know what, RJ? Uh, we uh, appreciate that. <laughs> we do. Chris and I were actually talking about this. So like, not like... For the time, we thought that we were kind of more heavy than your average ska punk, but like nowadays, I don't know how core we really are anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there have been that, there have been some bands recently that uh, push that to the limit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but before we uh, break down too much of the history, because I definitely want to know what it was like working with RJ to make a vinyl seven inch. Uh, see if you have any secrets about him. Um, but we always ask first-time guests, uh, what is your ska origin story? How did you particularly get into ska music? And also, since there's three of you, uh, if you could maybe uh, say you know, who you are and what you do in the band, um, and, uh, and then sort of answer how you got into ska music. And uh, Chris, why don't we start with you? Sure. Um, okay, I'm Chris. I play guitar. I sing. Um, and I guess I have that uh, cool older cousin story. Although uh, I heard the one the uh, on the upbeat where you guys had cool Chris on, there was a lot of 311 slander. And um, listen, <laughs> I, I didn't, 311 I, was... I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't know about. what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I was not 311 was my first concert that my older cousin took me to. Um, I would call it a gateway to ska. It was right around the time of Beautiful Disaster. That one still comes up in our band practices quite frequently. Um, and from there on, it was just I actually went to to a different city to go see this show. So I stayed with my older cousin and he just had a full wall of cds just and it was all ska and punk even though he was taking me to see 311 i think he let me pick a cd that day at a record store and it was uh um 
it was smash mouth bushu bang <laughs> and nice. i just remember him saying like hey kid are you sure this is what you want <laughs> and then, sure enough i said yes and he let me buy it anyway there's a that i've there's a couple little ska songs on there too as well and by the next christmas he was getting me uh the suicide machines destruction by definition and it was all downhill from there <laughs> and then and then he got you that next smash mouth record and you're like fuck where's the ska because that's what smash mouth did all right that's a that's a great story and uh to be fair to to even i think correct there wasn't 311 hate it was an homage to 311 and that we kind of love but still joke about that yeah first. basically yeah 311 no no it was pure Bam. slander from me chris was right <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I I mean I've seen Three Eleven live, so I I skipped. You sighed when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> You're right; it was a. Lot. I've seen Three Eleven live. Yes, I've seen Three Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've, it, I've seen Three Eleven live in multiple states. Oh wow! Would you go yeah. on one of their cruises? Absolutely not. <laughs> is it, now is that because you don't like cruises? Is that like? You know, no, okay. I just don't think I'd like a 311 cruise. Okay, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's nice to be able to leave that situation. I have bands I love that I would 100% agree with that. I would not want to be trapped on a boat with some of these people. Mm. Yeah, that's how I feel about Star Wars fans. Um, all right, uh, Thomas, why don't you tell us about how what you do in the band and uh, how you got into ska? Yes, so I play the saxophone in the band. Uh, I moved out here to Connecticut about 10 years ago, so I've more or less retired, as I like to say, from playing live shows since then. But uh, Chris Delmont was nice enough to allow me to kind of stay on and continue writing most of the horn parts since then, which uh, I always say has always been my favorite part of being in a band besides the camaraderie. So I very much appreciate that our friendship has enabled me to continue being a part of this. Uh, as far as how I got into ska, uh, I think my first couple were probably uh, Less Than Jake and Goldfinger. And uh, from then, I think my high school buddy, Darren Lilly, who's now a successful Buffalo accountant, if anyone is still looking <laughs> to do their taxes. But only in uh, Buffalo. That's right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I found, I think through him, I actually found Asian Man Records. Um, so I, I actually picked up Mail order is still fun. I think probably Big D and the Kids Table and Slow Gherkin and a few other of those bands were on there. And then years later, I kind of got into some of the more heavy oriented stuff uh, like community records, uh, like Billion Ernie's. And uh, one of uh, I know mine and Chris's favorites was always Public Access out of, out of Albany. Uh, so they're they're pretty awesome. So that's pretty much my story in a nutshell. Sweet, sweet. Dominic, uh, what do you do in the band, and how did you get into ska? Sure, uh, I play the trumpet. Uh, and before before I tell my story, I want to say Tommy is severely downplaying it, what he does for us. So at least the horn section, especially. Like I, I've only joined on since maybe about a year ago, and it's just been like Tommy pumping out these killer, killer horn parts. Gorman, our trombone player, just turning that into sheet music and being like, here, here's some ideas. Learn this for next practice. And it's like amazing uh, to work with these guys. So that's my little shout out to them. But um, 
Yeah, my origin story is uh, I play with a bunch of kind of just like-minded band nerd people. So it's the benefit of being like the trumpet player at, in high school is just knowing all the other, you know, brass and, and woodwind players in school. Um, and I also had the benefit of having an older brother who introduced me to a lot of really great music. One of those uh, at the time were Streetlight Manifesto. Uh, and that would have been at uh, right around eighth grade, which for me was 2007. So that was like somewhere in the between was just coming out. And uh, before then, right before that came out, it was everything went numb. And so from there, uh, I started a band with some of those guys. Um, and we kind of branched off into playing more of like a ska punk, more of like a real big fish type styling of ska. So that kind of led me in the direction of more of your mustard plugs, kind of less than Jake, Big D in the kids' table. Um, and then from there, that scene out of kind of where I grew up on Long Island, so that scene was uh, Flaming Tsunamis, Where the Union came through constantly, uh, the fad uh, survey says played there a ton as well. And so it was just this much heavier influenced sound that I think gravitated me towards more of the heavier stylings of like a ska punk or a ska core. And... Um, yeah, so that's that's my my origin. Awesome, great. Uh, so, how did Do It with Malice get its start? What what is the uh, band origin story? Um. Okay, so technically, none of us are original members. Hmm. Um, <laughs> just the three of us. I mean, um, Do It with Malice all went to the same high school, um, which kind of seems like a common story, but like. We lived in a suburb that's like 35, 40 minutes outside of Buffalo that basically all there was to do there was play music for fun. Like there's there's no movies to go to. There's no out of there's really no shows to go to. There's really nothing to do in Angola. So it ends up breeding a ton of like local musicians come out of there and a lot of local bands. And that's just how Duel with Malice started, uh, just playing in the garage, in our bass player Josh's garage. And eventually I joined on and then forced us to start playing shows in Buffalo. And that's how we kind of got there, I guess. Awesome. So uh, where do you know where the name Do It With Malice came from? What's the origin behind that? Um, I know off? that. Yeah, it's our our friend Mike Lagrasso came up with it. Um, again, that was before we were in the band. I know they definitely tried to change it after I joined the band, but I thought it was very appropriate for like the style of ska that we play. I guess so. It never yeah. seemed like a good idea to change it. It seemed like it fit really well, so we stuck with it. I don't know that there's any real story behind it besides it just sounded cool at the time. Mm -hmm. It's also a name that you don't forget. So it would yeah. be a shame to, yeah. to get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. So how did the, uh, you kind of, RJ mentioned it at the top and you all kind of briefly talked about it, but how did the, uh, how did you end up working with, uh, grandpa, grandpa's casino, casino records? Uh, how did you make that seven inch happen? And what was it like to work with, uh, uh, ska podcast legend RJ Phoenix. <laughs> I mean, I would say it was absolutely wonderful. Um, we fooled I him. Guess, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, we basically tricked him into letting us put a couple songs out, and uh, you know, he's never looked back. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. You just kind of came up with the idea for the seven inch series, right? And then yeah. reached out to us. Yeah, and I knew like going into it, like a handful of bands I want to do because. Uh, Truthfully, some of those bands had recorded music and did not have the money to put them out and couldn't mm-hmm. like, we don't know how we're ever going to get this out. We want to put, we want to do something physical because it was 2011, 2012. Not a lot of people were doing digital all that much. Like that wasn't a common thing. Bandcamp was still fairly new. Uh, and so I knew some bands wanted to put stuff out. Then I had other bands that I just liked and I thought it would be fun to work with. Uh, and so, yeah, you were one of those bands. Um, yeah, yeah, you were, I knew you enough that I was just like, okay, they'll give me a straight answer if they don't want to do this. Then they're, they're not going to jerk me around. They're not going to say no, if, uh, if they, if they want to do it, like, yeah. So, and I can trust them. So <laughs> it's like, kind of like, all right, uh, let's do this. And I think originally I wanted to have your record come out a little bit earlier, uh, but you guys are like, we're not going to be done with the deadline um for at least the first four records and i'm like okay okay that's cool that's cool you can be one of the last three we'll make this work uh and yeah and then you so the second deadline i gave you is the same deadline that i'd given us stop the presses because they were actually a late ad because another band dropped out two days before the the kickstarter went live yeah yeah so i was like uh hey stop the presses uh and both of you uh came through for me and both now both of you are in new york where at the time they were in miami um but uh but yeah and so you guys helped me round that out sammy kane came through did a song for it too for that third record uh, the the third record of the second set uh but yeah so it was just as simple as me like digging them and saying yo want to do this and i think i was mostly talking to chris and thomas actually and they're like yeah well we'll do this we're interested and you sent me the tracks i was like holy shit this is good (laughs) yeah i would say if there was any apprehension on our part it had nothing to do with not wanting to do it it would it would be those pesky deadlines you always have to deal with (laughs) that's like a common theme for us is not doing well with deadlines is it just was it the timing of the whole thing where it came in or had he even said hey a year from now how's that work for you or oh i it- didn't i don't that didn't give him a year <laughs> oh i know that but i'm saying like i just mean was it just the timing of that he happened to step into the picture with the offer was it just that that sort of or are you kind of always procrastinating that's what i'm getting at <laughs> A little bit of both. I wouldn't say we're always procrastinating. We're always working. (laughs) It's just, um, I wouldn't say we're not the most productive band. Like we produce a lot and then we go back and reproduce it because Mm. we don't like how it sounds sometimes. (laughs) And we kind of go back, go over, go over, go over until we're happy. And a lot of times that takes a lot longer than it should to get done i guess how is is there a for any of you is there there's a is there a marker that you kind of look for to know that either particular song is done or maybe an album but like you know what what is that process how do you determine how do you stop tinkering how do you is it just like sometime you just have to like pull the trigger and just like you know before you pull out all your own hair and just say we're done or is there like 
something within the song itself that has to stand out. I personally would say what happens is that the deadline arrives. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I was going to say, too. (laughs) All right. So just the deadline shows up like here. I guess we're done. It might be. Yes, exactly. The song is 30 seconds long, but oh, well. (laughs) For better or worse. (laughs) Yeah. That's funny. That's funny. And that was also this thing where it was a Kickstarter. So I had to make sure I had enough money to make the actual final records. So I could also even understand bands being like, well, we're not going to pay for studio time because we don't even know if these records are getting made. Like we, we, we are going to wait till the end of March <laughs> to make sure he presses the money and then, then we'll get started. And I can't blame them for that. I can't blame anybody for that. Cause, but I feel like they should have known what they were getting into. Hence the big sky gamble. It wasn't, it was sure thing. Exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't just a crazy pun. It Correct. was a gamble. <laughs> uh, and it was the gamble because I wanted to hopefully keep doing it. Mm. And that unfortunately didn't happen. Um, but I think I put out uh, at, at least six really good records and one. That's that's OK. Um, Ow. And who's the and- one? <laughs> who's the one? The the was one. one, right? What's that? No, the dude with the mouth one of my favorites. I freaking love that one. And the artwork you guys turned in for that for the A side. I was just like, that looks so that looks so dope. Um and the fact that you covered that you incorporated Mars the Warbringer as the style yes. top of one of the songs. I was just like, oh holy as soon as that song started when you sent me the 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 wave file, I was like, holy sh this is good. Ours ours isn't in five four time or whatever the real one is. Yeah. <laughs> um RJ will have to tell us later who the one he's not a fan of is. Um or I guess you could guess It's one of the bands that broke up almost immediately. Oh, okay. I guess yeah. that'll that'll be a disappointment anyway. Yeah, uh, it will. No one will even care. Um <laughs> now I know that uh listeners can find the songs of this particular seven inch uh on your all's Bandcamp page uh if they go there they can hear the songs uh but are there any i have physical copies because rj was nice enough to give gift me some uh, a birthday ago or something and uh that was awesome but it, are there physical copies of the seven inch out there in the world absolutely yeah, um, if, if you don't have any, I'll send you some more. I still got some. <laughs> no, if you if you remember, I asked you if I could press like a couple hundred extra at the time and pay you yes. for them. Yeah. So I definitely have some extras. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was that was a deal I made with all the bands because you know the the setup fee is like where the big money is. Yeah. And then if I was like, do you want extra? And then just give me the money for like the vinyl, and it's like such a lower price. Uh, you and the shifters took me up on that. Uh, I don't think anybody else did, um, but yeah, no, I was happy to do it. And like I said, if you still need any more, just tell me. Just you hand me over the shipping; uh, they're yours. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I, I still do sell them slowly, slowly. So if fans go to a Do It With Malice show, they might find this vinyl record at your merch table. They absolutely will. Awesome. Because here's the thing. Um, I love the the vinyl setup that RJ, the artwork and just the sleeves. And it comes with like this playing card that has band info and all this. It's such a creative as like a collector. I think, you know, if you're a vinyl collector, I definitely think. I was trying to outdo another 
ska record label at the time who well. was putting out really cheap chintzy work <laughs> they're still in business so <laughs> look who's the real loser mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, um now my now i'm wondering who you're talking about oh we will talk about that on the after show <laughs> if you want to <laughs> um but uh yes so I, if you uh, like vinyl and are like collectible things, I think it's a great little vinyl to grab, and um, yeah, and it's good music too. So, I so just, I want, I do have a question. So it, it it has been a while. What made Do It With Malice decide it's time to come back? Um, uh, uh I guess part of it would be Dom joining the band. For a long time after Tom moved to Connecticut, we only had one horn player. And once you leave high school, it is pretty tough to find horn players. Um, so, I mean, we were like, I would say we were always kind of playing um, in the background. Like we might take a month off or something like that, but I was always getting together with our, our old drummer and, um, we were kind of playing the whole time. And once Dom joined the band, it kind of opened the door to playing shows again. And I think we got offered to help joystick come through Buffalo. And it was like a no brainer. So that was like our first show back. And we just kind of been kicking it from there. Awesome. That's awesome. I mean, I'm glad you're back. I'm glad to hear that y'all are writing new music. Uh, Whenever it comes together, you know, I want to hear it. Uh, because as much as I love that seven inch we did, I don't want that to be the last do with mouse release that's out in the world. Well, we're working on it. It's just, uh, what's kind of nice is we didn't give ourselves a deadline for what we're working on. Right now. <laughs> uh, so I mean, I, fe- I feel like you, I feel like you need one though. I feel like you need, you might yeah. need that deadline. <laughs> it might be go- a fair point. To go back to what you're saying about like when you know a song is finished, we're still kind of tinkering with some of the new stuff and the horns plan to head to the studio the first week of April. And I just tried adding, you know, some, some fresh new parts to something Tommy, you know, put in our, our Google drive the other day and sounded amazing. I really loved it, you know, in the moment that I, I tracked the demo for it. And then I, I kind of circled back on an hour and a half later and I was like, this is actually not necessary like what was there was fine like don't try to to overdo it too much so i think we're kind of at a part where we're trying to you know decide on what's final but also kind of tinker with can we make improvements here do harmonies make sense here like you know offset melodies or counter melodies make sense here kind of stuff so sure um yeah yeah i I do think a big part of do it with malice is trying to overdo it though (laughs) 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 we kind of do that a lot and even though we maybe rein it in at the end, I think that's kind of how we get to where we want to be is just trying to layer, 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 and then kind of pull it back a bit, I guess. I mean, I will say that I listened to uh, a bunch of your music over the weekend and the albums and stuff. And I, and I, uh, I definitely concur with RJ saying you make the metal and ska sound work really well. Cause I was digging a lot of it. So uh, I'm really excited to see what you all have out in the future and uh, all that good stuff. What what uh, what is the ska scene like in Buffalo right now? What's uh, how can you or what's it like being a part of that scene and how's it going? Uh, really well. I mean, 
Yeah, go ahead, Dom. Oh, yeah, go for it. I mean, we, we have uh, a ton of really great... I mean, the obvious, uh, your Brupters, Working Class Stiffs, uh, Skamagachi, and it just feels like there's some momentum, I think, around the scene, scene as a whole, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, we have our Buffalo Ska Fest coming up, which is going to be, the, uh, from what we understand, first annual. Um, uh, and so there, there's, a, I think, like the momentum for the scene as a whole is certainly at play in, in Buffalo, and that's been really cool to see. That's awesome. Is there anything you all would like to see more of in Ska? In Buffalo or just in Ska in general? Ska in general. Um, I mean, I love Ska Course, so I feel like I'm getting a whole lot of what I want in Ska lately, <laughs> and I've just been loving every minute of it. Um, there's just so many great bands coming out right now, and I guess so many bands that I've been listening to for 15 years coming out with amazing albums, like The Best of the Worst. Like, I don't know, Better Medicine is like the like my favorite album of all time like um yeah they just everyone just keeps pumping it out and i love it awesome awesome um but uh what does the near future hold for uh do it with malice what's uh whether musical releases or shows what does the near the next few months hold for the band uh, I mean, we've definitely got shows, shows, shows coming. Um, got one in March that is uh, March 25th. It's a, ba- a punk band in Buffalo called On the Cinder. Uh, they have very deep ska roots, even if they don't want to admit it. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it's like their 10-year anniversary show at uh, a famous venue in Buffalo called Mohawk Place. Um, we're really looking forward to that one. I think the place is going to be packed. Everyone in Buffalo loves them. They do a lot for Buffalo, for the basement scene, for any band there, any band outside that's trying to come through. They're just, they're just great with everyone. So we're real excited about that one. Um, and then we're going to be playing with Millington, the author of the, uh, on the upbeat theme song too. They're coming through near us. Yeah. Awesome. Um, the only other one we got is Buffalo Scoffest, but we're working on a whole bunch of other stuff right now. Um, and I don't know what we're going to do with the new music, but it's coming sometime (laughs) soon ish. Awesome. (laughs) So if, if people want to check you out right now, hear your music, what should they listen to first Of, of the music that is available? What do you think they should go listen to first? I think we all might have different opinions on this, actually. Absolutely, you can all have different opinions, yeah. A lot of us like the Burned Over District, which is our second full length. Uh, But, you know, we noticed based on streams that, you know, people don't seem to like that as much as the first one. So we say, go listen to the first one. Do whatever you want. And uh, I I feel, so you guys, I think there's two albums on Spotify right now, uh, and probably Apple Music, I I assume. And then uh, you seem to have a few more uh, recordings on your Bandcamp page, and uh, obviously the Grandpa's Casino recordings, uh, Seven Inches there, those songs, so obviously... Fans, go check that out. Uh, I'll I'll stick up for the Brindover District. That's that's what caught me, and that's still my go-to. Okay, RJ oh. says 
That's turned nice. over dif- district. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. So before we head out, we are going to do ska picks of the week. Uh, Dominic, why don't you tell us about your ska pick? Sure. So, uh, you may laugh, uh, but th- these guys are huge Blue Meanies fans for years, like early 2000s and, and obviously since then. Um, I ha- am having a bit of a ska renaissance, like a, a little bit of like a personal, you know, reconnection to the scene as a whole in music. And, and I'm actually ever, ever since joining, I've, I've been getting, you know, trying to curate my Spotify to get a little bit more and more in the trenches of ska punk and ska core. And so only like two or three days ago did I hear of the Blue Meanies for the first mm. time. And it was this track that I played probably for about two hours on repeat just to try to figure out what the hell I was hearing <laughs> as far as that, that little intro horn rip there. Um, and I, I immediately messaged our drummer Trevor um, and asked him if he wanted to just try to like record a little cover of it, hoping that at some point I can learn, first of all, what the heck's going on there, but also, you know, maybe challenge myself a bit in, in how technically they're playing. Um, if we're being honest, I'm kind of being full of it. I don't know that I'm ever going to dial that part down. It's just a little bit kind of crazy for, uh, for, you know, maybe probably one of the hardest horn lines uh, that I've heard, at least uh, in, the, in the near future. So um, I just thought it was really cool, really fun, um, and wanted to share it with, uh, with the audience. All right, here we go. Uh, that's definitely a pretty exciting horn part right there for cer- certain heck yeah <laughs> all right chris why don't you tell us about your ska pick okay my ska pick so earlier we mentioned how tom and i were huge fans of public access um recently we did a few shows that our buddy aaron and power up set up with us with a band called girth control out of albany um girth control has a couple of the guys from public access and they are the most funny and fun band and talented that uh i don't know i've seen in a very long time they kind of blew me away when i got to see them like three times in a matter of a couple weeks but um this song that they have uh it really uh rings with us because it's kind of about uh it's about their drummer Mark being at, I, I believe it was like Riot Fest, and he was sitting at a table next to Chris from Lesson Jake, and he didn't say a word to him. And that's exactly what I would do. 
I would just sit there and stare at him and never say a word. <laughs> and I just, I just really got a kick out of the way he put it together. And uh, it's a nice short little song, and I love it. So this song is called Borders and Personal Boundaries, History of a Boring Lunch. <laughs> now now that I know what the song is about, I understand the title. That's hilarious. It's a great title. Great it title. Is. All right, so here we go. I was back to get a table next to Chris and Lester Jake. My wrist claimed I was an artist, but I still fell out of place. Didn't want to be a master, so I just stared at my play. My whole life I will regret the things I didn't say. Like, hey, there was a summer I lived in a hell of a rock you every day. I've come to death for half my life, I still found a sewer lane. I'd rush a day to catch you sad and then you guys had to that's awesome that's awesome that's very fun that's funny thank you i actually hadn't heard that song i I, when you at at one point mentioned public access to me like i went and found their band camp i got like a bunch of their music and and you said oh yeah they're in girth control but that's one of those things are like all right cool thanks for the information i'll file that away and i still hadn't (laughs) checked them out like a big dummy and uh, now, now I know I've been missing out for months. Thanks, Chris, for reminding me. <laughs> yeah, girth control will always put a smile on your face. That's for sure. <laughs> awesome. All right, Thomas, why don't you tell us about your Scott pick? Yes. So my pick is going to be coming from Rochester, New York's Turkey Blaster Omega. The song is called Wish I Knew off of their... Is, this, is it their first full length? Do you guys know? Uh, I think it's they have second. an EP I'm not sure exactly and then a full length. length. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, it's off their their recent full length, Habits of the Average Degenerate. So I actually haven't had a chance to see them, unfortunately. But I know the Buffalo guys have played with them a couple of times. They're great. They're always super supportive of us. So I'm really happy to shout this out. Awesome. Let's take a listen. On the days I don't feel like trying Or the days that you try the most When it's a fire to just get out of bed You're not much a girl, you're more of a ghost And the voice that screams in the back of your mind Asks, who the hell are you? You stand there sobbing, crying out I wish I knew, I wish I knew really good i'm definitely gonna have to check out that band for sure oh they're a lot of fun i i was that's another one of those bands i just found on Bandcamp, and i i bought their first release not long after it came out and they emailed me saying thank you for being the first person to buy it and i was like i didn't know i was the first person at all (laughs) cool and they're great and 
definitely they're, deserves they're to be like heard. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, watching people on uh, Scott Reddit like discover their latest album and really enjoying it, I was just like, hell yeah, they're great. That's right. Get with it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so my Scott pick is from a band called The Insiders. It's um, it's off their uh, 1998 album uh, called Scalaluya, and um, it. I was feeling down today, and I needed a bit of joy, so that's why my ska pick is uh, a song called Joy by The Insiders. Christian metal never dies, baby. So that's a little, uh, I guess, as oh, they exist. crazy insiders, <laughs> little Christian ska core for you. Uh, yeah, I forgot how much I love that album, and uh, it's uh, so insiders in general is is oh, they're fun band. Yes, fun band. Uh, RJ, tell us about your ska pick. Uh, I was not prepared when Matt asked me, hey, what's your Scott pick of the week? I don't know why. He asks me every week so he can prepare for the show. <laughs> and this time, instead of just like thinking really hard and trying to figure it out, he's like, do you have your Scott pick? I'm like, no. Yeah, by the, <laughs> the first by time, the way, I asked him that at like no. 5.15 or something. Yeah, no, yeah, it was around 5.15-ish. Um, and so then I was like, but I was also feeding my cat. And so it's like, I'm not even going to pretend to try and think about this. This cat's not eating her food. I'm just going to tell Matt, no, and I'm going to think about it. And I will text him instead of just leaving Matt on red. Uh, and then I was just like, I'm in a classic mood. And I don't think I've played this song. I hope I haven't played this song. Uh, it is the Bad Manners song, uh, Lorraine. Fun song for sure. Good luck getting that out of your head now that it's back into it. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> it's def- definitely infectious right there. Well, do it with malice. We appreciate you for joining us this week. Where can people find you online? What What do you think the best place to follow you at is? 
I feel uh, Dom's the person to ask. <laughs> sure. <Yeah. laughs> Definitely. Our Instagram has been growing a lot. So thank you for everyone who's been uh, staying in touch with us there. That's do it with malice underscore NY. Uh, obviously, Facebook as well as just do it with malice. And Spotify is do it with malice. And uh, like we were saying a little bit earlier, hoping to kind of set for some new stuff to be up on Spotify this year at some point. So uh, that'll be an exciting uh, exciting, you know, thing to look forward to. Awesome. So if you enjoyed this chat with do it with malice, we are going to record, um, some bonus, uh, chat in a second. So, but if you, all the secrets that we've set up will be revealed. <laughs> That's true. Uh, so if you want to hear all those secrets, you gotta, you gotta pay. And so go to, yeah, our- we're not giving it away for free. <laughs> exactly. Uh, cause we need to, you know, legal fees when people sue us for bad-mouthing them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, ta, ta. I got a story about that, too. Jeez. Oh, yay! Exciting! Alright, uh, so yes, we do have a Patreon. $4 a month gets you at least two bonus episodes a month. Uh, we're averaging a little bit higher, usually. So, uh, and of course, you get access to a private Facebook page and uh, discounts on merch. And who doesn't like discounts on merch? And so, yes... Uh, go to patreon.com slash on the upbeat ska and uh, listeners. Thank you for listening and always supporting the podcast. And until next time, keep listening to ska. You've been listening to on the upbeat. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. So you get all the new episodes as soon as they're available. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at on the upbeat ska. Follow our Spotify playlist, Ska Favorites. It features all the songs heard on the show. Please consider joining our Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash ska to sign up today. And thank you for supporting On The Upbeat. Johnny, uh, some kids on the show yesterday mentioned a new kind of music, ska. You know anything about it? How should I know? Nothing but a modern offshoot of reggae. Updated white rock influences. Definitely upbeat. They'll never become really popular because even though they've made the backbeat more conventional, it's still too exotic for mass acceptance.